happy happy monday everyone oh, wow <laughs> started with a yawn <laughs> oh boy i'm stuck on traffic here so what's the best way to spend some time other than being on a podcast, right? Right. How is everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the sound of my voice, of course. My name is Rachel. And this is Word Today. How was your weekend? Everything good? Everything sound? You know, let me... Yesterday, I was just 100%. Ah. Lazy. I don't know why I'm yawning. I'm not tired. I'm not hungry. So, I don't know where this comes from. The devil is attacking me with the yawn. If we can blame him on that too. Um, yeah, yesterday what happened? I was just pure lazy. I didn't want to go to um, to church in the morning for some reason. I wanted to sleep a little bit longer, and I did. And then. I say I'm gonna go to uh, the second mass, which is at 10:30, and I, uh, in between, I decided I'm not gonna go. I wanted to stay home and do a home church, a TV church. Uh, but by one o'clock, I regret that decision. I just want to be in a community of believers. I didn't want to be home. I didn't want to be doing home churches. In fact, I was convicted the fact that the people I'm watching on, on TV or watching on internet, uh, they made an effort to go to church. So why can't I? And um, it's just, it was foolish part of me. Um, but I ended up going the evening service, praise God. Um, so... I'm not talking illegalism here. I'm talking about something that you know it's the right thing to do. Something you know that it is not in vain doing it. Uh, it is helping you actually grow in the Lord. And when you just decide for no reason not to participate, uh, I think it's a mistake. Uh, at least that's that's what I think but some people will agree disagree with me saying you don't have to go to church Jesus still love you and he does and but also we are told in the book of Hebrews I believe Hebrews 10 if I'm not mistaken tell us uh, it's remind us not to forsake the assembly uh, with other believers because that's where we get we energize each other we encourage each other we 
we lift up each other after you spend the whole week perhaps in the world meaning outside the community of believers you want that at least once a week it's good if you get that every day but at least once a week meet with people whom you share the same faith the same belief belief and just lift each other up and fuel each other give each other strength um to tackle uh the following week um so i encourage everyone to to think about these things uh today's word is from the book of let's see I was thinking Um let me see here. I mean I've written some notes and I wanted to share with you guys. Uh Okay. Okay, the topic today, the subject that I wanted to touch base is about being able to rightly rightly r i g h l t y i believe rightly divide the word of god to be able to take the word and be able to uh discern um how you apply in your own lives based on when it was said to whom it was said uh and why it was said in being able to to not everything in the, okay Jesus told us man shall not live by bread alone but by every word which proceed from the mouth of God we are to live by every word at the same time there are things that absolutely only speaks there are some word that only speaks to the children of Israel those days um yes it works it help us learn something from their lives from their mistakes but it doesn't always necessarily means that it applied to me today so so you need to we need to learn to rightly divide the word uh when jesus was walking in this planet it was before he went to the cross um and most of the things that he taught at that time before he went to the cross he was speaking to the people how they ought to be or live before the cross he was trying to show them that they cannot live they cannot be right with god without a messiah and he was with them he was with them um and in some for example i'll give you like pharisees the, these uh religious people whom um 
thought they can be right with God without the uh, help of Jesus, without the Messiah. And some of them, they even um, thought that he wasn't a Messiah. The real Messiah is coming, uh, but it was not him. I, I think they have completely uh, different expectation than or they misunderstood God's word because it was already prophesied about Jesus. It was written in the word. They were reading it every day. They were studying every day, meditating on it every day and expecting the Messiah to come one day. But they missed the mark because when he came, when he showed up, they couldn't uh, recognize him. So there are things that he, he taught them at that time, which are in the Bible. They are in red ink um, which he truly was applied to people at that time who haven't before the cross let me put that way For, which doesn't apply to people who already are beneficiary of the work of the cross because if you will try to minimize the value of the cross in order to take uh, the work that was before the cross um, you are falling in a danger of um, not rightly dividing the word of God so here I was looking at the book of Mark, Mark 10 verse 46 to 52, this was uh, in light of uh, blind Bartimaeus, he asked the Lord. He heard about Jesus. He heard about all these great things he has done, miracles and wonders and signs. Um, obvious, somebody told him about Jesus. So one day, he was blind and he, Bartimaeus was blind and he was a beggar. And so one day he was, you know, doing his thing, begging and, and, and he was blind. And he heard that Jesus is coming along where he was. And so when Jesus came closer to where he was, he, Bartimaeus shouted with a voice of, I can just picture, I can just imagine how he was desperate, needed uh, the touch from the Lord. Uh, so he shouted with, with, with a groaning, with that voice of somebody who need help. Um, I don't know how to describe this. So he, he cried out. Jesus son of David when he says son of David it's, it is to recognize that Jesus was indeed the Messiah that's, that's what it meant he is the Lord of all things but Meos knew better than the Pharisees who were uh, you know who were still expecting the Messiah to come but God had revealed Jesus in his heart, in Bartimaeus' heart. He opened Bartimaeus' um, 
understanding to know that actually God or the Messiah whom they have been waiting for is Jesus Christ. And so, and I know that God did that because even when Peter confessed you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, uh, when Jesus asked his disciple, whom do you think I am? Jesus answered Peter and told Peter, um, blessed are you, Peter, son of uh, Jonah. Uh, He said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You did not hear that I am the Messiah from any human being. That's what he meant. You didn't hear it from the gospel. You didn't hear it from, from the preacher. You didn't hear it from the Pharisees. He said, the person who revealed me to you is, is God, is my Father who is in heaven. So I believe that's the same thing with Bartimaeus. When everybody else were doubting, questioning Jesus' authority, Jesus' works of miracle and wonders, Bartimaeus believed he is the Messiah, in fact, because God had shown him. God had opened his heart. So he shouted, and people st- tried to stop him from calling Jesus son of David. But he persisted. He persisted. The more they stopped him, the more he, the louder he became. And so Jesus, you know, told the people, leave him alone. Let him, let him speak. Let him you know, make his petition, make his request. So he went near him and asked, what can I do for you? And Bartimaeus said that I may be able to see. That I may be... He didn't ask for money because he was a beggar. He didn't ask for food. He didn't ask for shelter. He asked for his eyes to be opened. I believe it was both physical eyes and spiritual eyes now spiritual eye were already opened because he recognized Jesus was indeed the Messiah but now he was looking for his physical eye to be opened and of course Jesus healed him so he became he's, he started to see and uh, we don't know the last the end of his story but like everybody else like you and I once Jesus come into our lives Everything changed. Everything changed. We become new creatures. We become we become new. We do things that we never dreamed that we'd ever be able to do. I never thought I'd be talking on podcast about Jesus ever. It's never even conceived in my my ear that this is what I'll be doing. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it today with 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 a humble and humility and honor and I'm just I cannot help myself um so what did I write in my notes here so when we read mark 11:22 for example the Kenneth Higgin verse People think he wrote it. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the Bible was was written uh, 
almost 2000 years ago so no it wasn't written by Kenneth Hagin but he received the liberation of it uh the book of Mark 11 to the 2 and he preached throughout his life this verse and this is what Mark 11 23 Jesus say what have faith in God have faith in God but how did he come to tell people have faith in God it started with him wanting was hungry he was going to Bethany from one place to another place i'm not sure if it was Bethany sorry excuse me just forget i said that but he was going from one location to another and he saw a fig tree beautiful with leaves green showing that like there's fruits in there was deceiving him so he he went close to that tree and found out there's no fruit and he said to that fig tree so jesus spoke to a tree told it no one will ever eat your fruits again and he laughed so we are told that the disciple disciple his disciples heard him speak to a tree but you know they didn't even you know they just thought jesus is just talking to a tree all right so they 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 went to the location that they were going um and we know that when he got there he went to the temple he cleaned up the temple people were doing businesses in the temple and he cleaned up and then the next day he was going back to another location but through the same way that they went a day before a night an evening before where the fig tree was and peter when he, he peter saw the fig tree that jesus spoke to withered from the root we are told that and he remembered that jesus spoke to that tree yesterday the day before and so he told jesus he say rabbi look the tree that you cursed withered and so when jesus heard peter say that he told peter have faith in god Uh, some translations says have the god kind of faith so this is what I, how can you have a faith in god or the faith the, the the god kind of faith how can you do that so we need to remember that faith comes from god faith is a gift of god god gave us faith romans 12:3 tells us for i say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as god has dealt to each one a measure of faith that's romans 12 verse 3 each and every single individual god has given us a measure of faith at least a faith a starting point a faith to to, to believe in god we didn't have it people sinners don't have it so god has given us that measure of faith um there is there's this kind of faith that people do just by nature they do but by nature still came from god god has has given us that faith 
the initial faith or else there's nobody would would be able to live and survive we know this because we know everybody have faith let me let me give you for example you jump into the car you you just go and start driving the car you put your faith in that car that it's going to take you from one place to another you don't, you you don't know if the engine maybe there's something wrong with it you don't know if um uh, whatever anything can happen you know but because of that natural faith that measure of faith that everyone has you just wake up in the morning and you start your car and, and you go you just know that the car going to take you where you're going and that's that and it happen all the time you get you go where you go and you come back you may say oh maybe my car because it's new there's no guarantee that a new car going to get you where you're going so each and every one of us have a measure of faith but now there is that faith that every human being has i believe that's the measure of faith however that faith was given to us not just to believe on things like going from point point a to point b or eating green going to make you healthier that faith is is a measure of faith but it it is just directed to wrong things at the end of the day it's god who is in control of everything he's in control of you're going out and you're coming in he's in, in control of what you eat what you drink he's in control of every single thing it's so he's the one keep your car running he is the one keep you safe on the road he is the one uh, make sure your food that you eat is not poisonous he is the one who prevent people from harming you now if people just would understand sinners would understand this they would be giving glory just like all us every one of us would be giving glory to god all the time this is why we are to be thankful in everything because it's just the grace of god look at today i'm talking this is monday august 5th 2019 what happened last weekend in the united states in um in texas and in um ohio how many lives have been lost because of two 20 something years old confused men young women what happened why those people whom those things happened to them those mass shooting happened to them why it happened to them i mean there's so many questions so many questions you can you can start asking yourselves oh you're going to you're going to blame mental illness we're going to we're going to blame all kind of things um maybe gun laws because men think they can control things without god but all these things is to remind us that there is god and he's the one who keep us as safe there is no guarantee in life that everything will be the way you planned even the bible in the book of proverbs tells us that 
man a lot of plans are in man's heart but it is god's purpose that will stand and so if we know these things the first thing we want to do in the morning is to wake up and lift up our eyes in heaven and give thanks to god give thanks for things that we, we, we for the day that we haven't even started we just got up give things for for blessings ahead of the time thanks for your family thanks for your community thanks for schools where your kids are going thanks for your pastors your church just praise him give him thanks everything is working your organs all tools in your kitchen you give him thanks when you hear that oh you know the letters had recalled maybe you bought that some of those letters in the same week where they pronounced that those letters are recalled you as you ask god to neutralize those you ask god to you give it god thanks and you know what when others are suffering with the ecoli you don't but i'm not saying that when let me put this i, I don't want my my words to cancel exactly what i'm saying the point is a man need to know there is god who is in charge who is in charge of our lives who is in charge of everything and if we learn to acknowledge him uh, there's so many things that he will warn us we'll be able to hear his warnings we'll be able to escape some of the things that would have hurt us where we not listen to him so where am i going with this where am i going with this we all have the measure of faith we all have the measure of faith jesus this guy how is they park i don't know okay i think i went oh 26 good Now Romans 12:2 tells us to think soberly. So if you go back to um where Jesus told his disciples have faith in God, he was saying that you know you you have faith already. You do. Every man have a faith. But now direct that faith to God, not to things, not to your own works. your own security your own efforts your own righteousness just like we have love but we direct love into wrong things we have faith and we direct faith in wrong things we have peace but our peace we we direct in wrong thing we think our peace come from united nations we think our peace come from government we think our peace come from another man our peace come from god we need to start acknowledging him so we ought to think soberly because that faith is not our works it is a gift of god when we think highly of us ourselves it means we think we have done something to contribute to receive that faith 
and we haven't just like Bartimaeus didn't and so is us every one of us even to believe Jesus it was God's work in us now if you have faith in God then you'll be able to do Mark 11:23 and what Mark 11:23 say Mark 11:23 said assuredly uh, verily verily or surely I tell you whosoever say to this mountain be removed and be cast out into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe those things that he said will come to pass he will have what he says so you take that faith that you you have been directed in the wrong places and put in god you'll be able to move mountains up to this point you cannot move mountains because your faith is directed to wrong things now you can start moving these mountains once your faith is directed to god that's what mark 11:23 tells us now the issue here is doubt ah uh, most people think doubt is unbelief but doubt is not unbelief doubt is being in between faith in disbelief doubt is being what james apostle james tells us tell us it is double mind mindness meaning your one one of your leg is inside believe god another leg believe that you know there's more you you, you got to do something that's what doubt is so we need to get rid of doubt so how do you not get how do, how do you remove doubt hmm? how do you remove doubt i believe jesus answered answer us about this uh, in the book of luke luke 7 verse 19 to 23 you know john the baptist john was the greatest son of man son, the greatest person who ever been born with from a woman Jesus said that. And he's the one who baptized Jesus. He's the one who went into the wilderness to preach about the coming Messiah to prepare the way. He is the one who ripped in his mother's womb when he saw Jesus in Mary's womb. This is John the Baptist who said, "I'm not even worthy to 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 touch the strap of his sandals." Um but John have expectation about Jesus maybe more than what was revealed to him and when he was in jail and Jesus ministry was flourishing and his was diminishing doubt came and Jesus taught us one lesson how to overcome doubt through John the Baptist example where he told John the Baptist disciples who came to Jesus to ask they were sent by John to ask Jesus if Jesus was indeed the Messiah. I mean uh, to be honest when I read that passage I'm always like how did this happen to John? Um but it happened. Again Jesus has not finished the work on the cross. That's I believe that's that's the biggest reason. Jesus has not finished the work of the cross so John was still weak to a certain at a certain point 
because it had to happen that he has to go on the cross to give us power john has not seen jesus go to the cross and i think that's one of the reason um, he doubted you and i don't have that excuse like john the baptist uh, jesus told his disciples john is disciples go tell john what you have seen the blind eyes are open the mute talk speak the dead are being risen he said even if you don't believe me believe the works that i do let the work testify about me so that's how you remove doubts it's 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 by looking at the works that jesus have done already god tells us that the spirit that raised jesus from the dead lives inside of us you know You, 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 you get rid of doubt by you meditate in the word. You know the person of Jesus. You know God. You know what they have done for you. Ephesians 6.10 tells us, you know, that's how you overcome uh, the fear. These are fear that's of the enemy. Because the job of Satan is, when you receive the word, to steal it. According to Mark 4 verse 16. That's what he does. Hebrew Hebrews 12 list an avalanche list of men and women who in spite of absence of Jesus Christ of Jesus being in the background they didn't even know him the mystery was not yet revealed to them but we are told these were men of faith they made in that faith hall of fame in the book of Hebrew 12 actually hebrew 11 it's a list from the i don't know the six verse all the way down and then in hebrew 12 now tells us therefore in light of all the people that you have read on chapter 11 since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses those all were witnesses let us also lay aside every weight You remove doubt by laying aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. It's true. And which sin is this guy talking about? The one on Hebrew 12? It's a sin of doubt. It's a sin of unbelief. Sorry, it's not a sin of doubt. It's a sin of unbelief. Unbelief cling. Clings so closely. Where there is belief, unbelief is also right there next to it. Waiting for you to doubt so you can fall on the unbelief. John 10:26 say that that's the sin the sin of unbelief so you run from that with endurance by referring to that cloud of witnesses so you read the scripture to doubt is simple to distrust god to doubt is to lean in your own understanding instead of leaning on god's understanding on leaning in god acknowledging god you lean in your own according to proverb 5 proverb 3 5 and 6 lean in god is understanding just drench yourself in scripture and god will help you not doubt okay um 
James 1.8 tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You you become unstable once you start doubting. You'll be unstable. And you shouldn't expect to receive anything from God. God doesn't want a lukewarm. He doesn't want cold people. He wants people who are hot for him. He doesn't take in the middle. And he absolutely doesn't consider those who who are not considering him. Um, a double-minded man is unstable. That is instability. Instability. So in Mark eleven twenty-four tells us, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. Just believe. Believe that you receive them, and you will have them. How do you believe? By getting that cloud out of you. It's a sin which clings. So closely, cloud, doubt really try to pull you to unbelief. Unbelief, that's the sin that clings to us closely. So you soak in the scripture, you believe in the person of Jesus Christ. And of course, God will also help you believe. But he will not help somebody who doesn't spend time with him. You got to spend time with him in his word. The more you flood yourself with the word of God, the less and less doubt will have time or a place in your heart. Hmm? 1 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Romans 12.3, believe because we already have faith in us to believe. Hebrew 12.1, we lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and run with endurance. Ephesians 6.16, 6, we believe by taking the shield of faith, wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery deaths of the wicked one. Hebrew 12.2, we believe by looking into Jesus. Proverbs 3.5, we believe by not leaning in our own understanding. Every time you lean in your own understanding, Stop it and go to the scripture. Let, let the word of God be the final authority in every decision that you make. Even if you want to go somewhere, go to the word. Like you're going to say, where is in the Bible scripture where tell me go to Revere, Massachusetts? Well, it's not there, but wisdom. We, we <laughs> I don't want to take too long here with this, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Um... Ephesians 4 13, we believe by having the knowledge of the Son of God. Have the knowledge of the Son of God. Have the knowledge of God. Have the knowledge of yourself, how God has made you. And you'll be fine. So that's the the word for today. Um I didn't really <laughs> do one verse. I have I had just a message. They already put in my heart. So I hope this blessed you today. Till next time, be of good cheer. Believe in Jesus' name.